0: Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast
1: dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now, here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman.
0: Hey, folks. Happy belated Father's Day. Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast. I'm David Molnar, and my amazing co-host, Rich Coleman. How are you doing today, Rich?
1: I'm doing great. Splendid, in fact. 10 for 10.
0: 10 for 10. I love it. Um, well, happy belated Father's Day. You too, my friend. To you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to start with uh, Big Three. do what you the said? Big, th- big th- the Three. Big Three. All right. What are three things, what are three things that ha- are going on with you?
1: <laughs> well, I just got back from an amazing like meeting uh, just a week full of meetings down in Florida with the David Monar. So that's one man. I got to check out your amazing town. Great place. I'll tell my wife about it and she's, she's ready to go check it out. So that's one. Sweet. Um, I was in a wedding on Saturday. I found out Friday night that I was best man at this wedding (laughs) <laughs> as like the rehearsal was going down. So like, as I'm lined up for rehearsal, I'm looking at the groom to my right and dad to my left. I was like, holy crap, I'm the best man. I guess I need to plan something. A speech? Yeah. A speech, a bachelor party. I was like, man, if I would have known, I could have been a way better best man, not just a man. Um, But I did the oh, typical, God. you know, like I'm the best man, but really he's the best man that came into the speech. I said, uh, right. You know, Ryan, which is the, the wife, I was like, she is such a great person. You know, she deserves, you know, a great man that can love her and cherish her forever. And I was like, and thank God Spencer found her before that guy came along. So I was, <laughs> I was able to bring in like the jokes from all the wedding past history I had. Um, oh, yeah. It was pretty funny. The officiant came up to me. was like, have you been a best man a bunch? And I was like, no, but I have been to quite a few weddings. <laughs> so that was number two and number three was man just father's day on the beach with my family that was great we just kind of hung out mm. there and the water was super clear here cold it definitely yeah. was not uh, santa rosa beach warm but it was semi santa rosa santa rosa beach clear what is the uh what's the water temp right now there i want to say it was like 68
0: really yeah Sixty-eight's not that bad. I mean, you're you're approaching comfortable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like I, I was pro- in there. It was just like when you put your it. feet in, and it's like sixty-five to sixty-eight. You're kind of like ah. It's like you have to get all the way in and submerge, and then you're good to go. Mm. But it gotcha. was good. I took my daughter out to the sandbar. We had a really good sandbar right there at Lillian Street, and uh, it was a great little spot. You you
0: you go to Lillian Street from uh, from Collington?
1: Yeah, if that's because her parents live on Kitty Hawk Road, so and gotcha. her sister does so we kind of get like last choice like we always have to drive further because i didn't buy a house well i Rock.
0: love i love lillian street <clears throat> if, you, if you guys ever visit kitty hawk north carolina or the outer banks lillian street is right near my parents house and so i love lillian street that's where i grew up pretty much riding my bike to the beach or going surfing and all that stuff so i love it there that's where you i know, was it's great yeah well, that's awesome man
1: well what's your, um, what's your
0: big three Couple of things. I had a really great weekend. Fantastic weekend. Uh, the best weekend. You've never heard of a weekend so good. <laughs> Sorry, <just kidding. laughs> uh, I wanted my weekend to trump yours. Sorry. Uh, just um, <laughs> that. Con- that comment was woke. Um, yeah. Dang. Um, I had a fantastic weekend on you know Friday afternoon. My wife kind of surprised me with um, with with a babysitter which is awesome to, so that we could actually go have like a date afternoon, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, except for it's really awkward when like you, we, we went to the spa, like it it was really awesome. I hadn't had a massage in like four months, four or five months or something like that. And I love massages like from professionals, but anyways, uh,
1: so like last Tuesday uh, night when I was there doing it, that didn't count.
0: Right. That didn't count. count Jerk. So, uh, yeah, my wife and a professional therapist, uh, is who I is who I enjoy the massage from. But there was this guy in the locker room. You ever have that? Where there's this guy in the lock. It's it's not just like the locker room. It was it's like um, uh, it has a hot tub in it and a couple of different spas and stuff. And you, there's just like you know those people in the locker room that are just kind of like that. You walk in, they're wearing a towel, and they're like, "Oh, cool, someone's here." And they're like, "Take the towel off," and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know? And I'm like, "Oh my gosh," you know. And I'm just not like an exhibitionist
1: like that. You know. Well, like can I, 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 I want to interject, if I may, please interject, because yes. I'm so glad the conversation went here. I frequent the YMCA <laughs> back when the Y was open, and I have it figured out. This, yeah. is all, this, this next two minutes is going to be completely about male nudity, so tune out if you're not interested. Okay. It's funny. It's appropriate. Yeah. But I notice as like a 31-year-old, uh, when I go to the gym, like I'm changing like really quick. When I was in my 20s, I would go into like the bathroom and change. Like I would go into a stall. And then when I got 30, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm an old man now. I can change really quick. So I just change really quick. But as I'm at the gym five days a week, I noticed that like 40-year-olds are getting a little bit more ambitious with their public nudity, and they'll start to do things like talk to me naked. And then when they're 50, David, (laughs) they'll start to walk around a little bit. By the time they're 60, they're brushing their teeth, going to the sauna, doing whatever they want by the time they're 70 they're just they get there they take their clothes off and it's like disney world for nudes that's like have you ever noticed that the older you get the less you care the less you give a crap yeah uh man Uh, yeah but there is proper etiquette like the turn away etiquette like when somebody comes into the sauna bare naked with you you better be looking at that cedar wood like you know you better not right there's an etiquette
0: yeah this guy yeah it was awkward it was pretty awkward because uh, there's only two people in there, you know, and it was like very clear. He was, yeah. So anyways, it, so it was a, staring, you know, but I get it. Yeah, I was not staring. I'm like turning away. And like, <laughs> like, oh, uh, anyways, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was awkward, but the, the massage not from him, from the professional (laughs) therapist was delightful. And then I was able to have dinner with my wife and it was wonderful. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's number one. Number two, we went to Greaton beach state park, which is this epic, uh, state park near us Been there. And actually we were at the, we were at the town of Greaton beach. Um, I think maybe you saw it near Chiringos and in the water, like, so there's this, there's this lake and the lake flows into the the you know what I'm going to show you guys a picture in a second. I'm going to do that so that you guys. I can also see got what a I'm massage
1: Saturday. I felt so bad as like a bad best man that on Friday night I booked me and him a massage at a massage place. Like oh was really? like my I'm a best man. Here's your gift thing. I was like, ah. so I for I four went the awesome. strippers and we went to got a massage. Fully, we were we were naked and
0: well, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to
1: send this over to, the, to
0: my thing. Um there we go. There we go. There we go. It's coming. It's coming. Okay, cool. Um, Let me go to open. Okay. So I I'll have to show you guys this. This is pretty epic. So the second thing is, this is my hot wife. And uh, this is at Grayton Beach. So basically, um the you know, like this is the lake. This is not even the ocean, this is the lake. And the lake is flowing into, sorry, the ocean was flowing into the lake. And so it's crystal clear, emerald green water in the lake. So that's pretty epic. Me and my kids were like paddleboarding. My wife got to paddleboard for the first time standing up. This is her acting like a pro. So that's number two. And then the third thing is, um, Rich, is that I got an electric bike that my kids can ride on. That's it's awesome. pretty epic. So I put like, I put like three, I'm 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 you know, put three kids on there, probably should just put two on there, but I put three kids on there. This is the picture I sent to you earlier. And, uh, it's really, it's really fun. I make them wear helmets. I probably should wear helmets too. Let me know in the comments if you think I should wear helmets or not, but Hashtag I, dad I, I probably bod. should kind of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're I'm working on, it. I'm trying to get less fat being, being here in Nashville is kind of, earth- being out of Nashville, being at the beach is kind of like a good thing. So, and then I jumped in the ocean. My board shorts are still wet, you know, today. Awesome. How, uh, so, so, how, to so my, my, my friend,
1: to... my good friend Ryan Moser is all about the electric bike. Great. Oh really? For a great friend. Check it out. Ryan mm-hmm. Moser. But yeah. he and his wife, he got his wife one. Ryan and he had, he, yep. Yeah. He had a boosted board. Isn't it? Ryan and uh, yeah. Ryan And Rach, not to be confused with Ryan and Rich, which I think I bought for, to be funny. Um, but <laughs> Him and his wife are a pair of great photographers, but he got his wife a electric bike because he had an electric skateboard that she bought him. But I think he bought like the bike like after she had it for a week, he was like, I must have one, too. And like they're on those things all the time. And they're like Mm. they're like 20 miles an hour on a bike. Electric bike feels fast. Like I rode his for like 10 minutes once and was like, holy crap. Like it's a touch dangerous. Um, I'm gonna say check out Ryan Moser's work because he's an amazing wedding photographer. Here cutest photographer I know. People often think think we're brothers, so that's why he's just so attractive.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but yeah, just posted that. So, so we, hey, we're gonna give away. So next week is Fourth of July. I was just asking you guys. Is it, next week's Fourth Fourth of July, right? It's
1: like boom, the boom, end boom. of
0: next next Saturday. It's like almost two weeks away, but next week is Fourth of July, and. Uh, and if you want to shoot amazing fireworks, I think I'm gonna have a live training coming up next week about it. But also the thing you need is you need a tripod.
1: Correct. Right. It's if really, really, tripod. really, really difficult slash maybe impossible to get a good handheld photo of a firework. I mean, I'm talking like yeah. stunning, amazing.
0: Baby, so. you're a firework.
1: Okay. Sorry. Katie Perry. Yeah. Katie Perry. Um, mm. yeah,
0: Katy Perry. um I've, i remind me that remind me to tell you some funny stories about Katie Perry. N- some other time. Um so anyways,
1: uh I you know, I will say trot. I'm a little sad that I was there for a week and I didn't hit any of your top 3. Like you were my number 1 riding bikes with me are, didn't happen. Uh paddle boarding with me kind of wasn't on there. I mean, it's cool. I,
0: I was just I, I it was like the last 3 days. Yes, last week was epic. Rich and uh Kristen and Betsy got to come down to 38 where I live. And we got to have an amazing uh some amazing meetings. We got to go bike riding. Betsy's like super pregnant so she didn't go bike riding, but me and Kristen and Rich got to go bike riding for like 15 miles and made them sweat a whole lot. I was like, "Hey, this is what I do around here." Um and so that was a lot of fun. We got to go paddleboarding. I did I did I get Rich, to ride an electric kayak. That was in awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. There was you you were doing great. You were doing great. And then there, there was waves. A wave. it was a touch
1: happened. choppy. It was a touch choppy, David.
0: Yeah. It was. I wanted it to be smooth for you, but, you know, it wasn't. Um that's true. Heather was saying most fireworks have been canceled. I didn't even think about that. Like, oh. I, I don't know if fireworks are happening here or not. Hopefully y'all can see some There's going to be
1: plenty of rednecks out there that say, I'm, oh, yeah. going to, I'm going to south of the border and getting some fireworks, and they're going to do it. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, we're going to give away a tripod, even if you can't photograph fireworks publicly, or if there's not a public display. We're going to give away a tripod. So all you have to do to be eligible to win that tripod is – share this Facebook live. If you're watching it right now, Uh, we record these podcasts live. So sometimes on Mondays, sometimes on Tuesdays, but we, we let our email list know (laughs) when we're going to do that. So share, um, share about this. And one of you guys will win a tripod.
1: I I, I don't have it with me. I think it's in my car. The tripod we give away, I use it's in my car. I use it all the time. It's an awesome one. Um, that's right. It's It's pretty awesome. It's hiding in your bathroom.
0: Monica Monica Hendrickson, I, I can't find, I couldn't find my waters. Did you put all the waters in the fridge? This <laughs> is funny. We're talking about this on air. I couldn't find any. I guess they're all in the fridge. I'm sorry. You know what? No, maybe, maybe, uh, someone else did. I'm not sure, but I found the cold ones. I usually well, drink from well, temp. I, I will tell pack.
1: everybody where I hid your spare key though. Okay, sweet. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I'll drop a location first. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Drop the location. That'd be amazing. Um, today, what are we talking about? Rich? Today, well, if you've listened to the last couple of weeks, we've talked about branding, um, you know, your identity as a photographer, how to market as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And we touched on this a little bit last week, but we talked about, you know, picking the right client. And we'll touch on that a little bit again today, but maybe more so today, we'll talk about not choosing the wrong client. Mm. How do you feel about okay. that? Okay not choosing the wrong client. I don't know if I'm saying yeah. that right. It makes sense in my mind. I know so it's like it,
0: a, du- it's like a double negative. Do we, we do not want you to choose the wrong clients. Correct. So yeah, something like that.
1: The more picky choosing yeah. you can be about your clients. Number one, that's probably the more successful you are. And number two, yeah. the happier you are. Uh, I mean, cause I know like even, even now because of COVID, like when things go downhill and somebody's going to throw thousands of dollars your way, you're a lot lot more likely to be like, I'll shoot that. They don't seem that bad. But when you're established, you're niched down, you can see, shoot, edit, and build, and you've built your company. When you can pick the right clients, you're just pretty Mm. much like, personally, I'm saying no to bridezillas. I'm saying no to the crazy Uh, mother-in-laws. (laughs) Because you have to think about it. As a photographer on any type of shoot, especially a wedding, you're going to be with your client. Like at a wedding, I'm going to be with her more than her husband, more than her parents. Preach. More Preach. than more than the wedding planner. I'm going to be with her from the time she gets stressed to the time she says goodbye. That's a long day. So if there's like this really, if there's an awkwardness or an uncomfortness or they don't like your personality, it can go bad very easily.
0: Yeah, that's great. So today we're going to be talking about how to find the ideal clients. And also, let's see if I can double negative this uh, how to not choose the wrong clients Yeah.
1: how to, <laughs> or how to choose the right guys. Yeah.
0: How, how, yeah. How to avoid the wrong type of clients. Maybe that's an easier way to say it. And, uh, yeah. And, and finding the right ones. And so to echo what Rich was so brilliantly saying, which is why I was saying preach is once you get established, because I'm going to clarify the distinction between being broke and needing money. And already being an established photographer, building your brand, which we talked about last week on episode 17. Was that 17 last week?
1: Correct.
0: DavidMulner.com forward slash 017. Is that right? Or is it just 17?
1: Okay. 017. Because we're going to do so Um, many of these that we're going to have to start renumbering them after 1,000.
0: Um, although that will, that will take, that will take a few years, uh, one week 52. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you don't want, once you're established to be working with people that you dislike, that you don't jive with, Mm -hmm. that you create awkward interactions with. Ideally, you want to work with people that you just, that you mesh with well, and that value you as an artist, as a craftsman or woman and craft value person. your work Craft person, you know, uh, not with a K, but with a, with a, with a C cause K unless is, you like, work craft. for a
1: macaroni and cheese company.
0: Right. Okay. Well, also craft anyway, anyways, on photo shoots, a lot of times people provide craft, I forget what it stands for, craft services, anyways, craft services, right. Um, that's like providing the <clears throat> catering stuff. You want to work with people that you enjoy working with. You want to work with people that value you as an artist and gladly pay you what you're worth. And when you establish your photography business and establish your brand and start to attract the type of people, essentially you're, you've put, you've built your portfolio of the type of photos that you want to sell more of. Cause as we've talked about, only show what you want to sell. So in your photography website portfolio, you should only show not only your best pictures, but the type of pictures that will attract clients that want to hire you to photograph more of the similar type of images. So for instance, if you want to photograph high-end newborn images, you know, where the baby is in the flower, you know, like, and it's, and and the baby's all snuggled up and all, and cute and all that stuff because the room is 84 degrees and they're doing a blow dryer and all that stuff. Yeah. If you want to attract more clients and you want to charge $2,000 per shoot and then sell a bunch of canvases for $500 each, um, of shooting, photographing newborn babies, and you want to attract that high end client, then do not put a couple of newborn photos up and then put a bunch of photos of a rock and roll concert up on your website, because that will most likely deter that mother or grandmother who is looking for a specialist newborn high-end photographer.
1: Amen. And that's like what we talked about that last week too. And like, we talked about booking your, like using your name to brand. I know a lot of photographers who, their brand, the thing that makes their mortgage payment is like this big, awesome, amazing brand. And then if they want to do some of that stuff that's not their niche, not their moneymaker, but they still can make money, they'll rebrand doing something else. It'd be like like when davidmonar.com it, it still is a thing, but when you're shooting all those album covers, when you shot Weddings, that was David and Tammy. Like it was a completely subcategory, even though... You put all your focus and energy on your name and built this reputation. You had to like kinda think differently and shoot differently when you sub branded, which isn't wrong to do. Like unfortunately I own probably forty domain names just because I'm always buying (laughs) something and nerding. Me too,
0: man. Me too. And I have my kids domains, domain names now per your recommendation. I had bought my oldest son. And the other day on the podcast, I didn't want to like admit that I didn't have it. because I them like, oh, first, <laughs> um, but <David laughs> yeah, rich.com.
1: That's my favorite. This, I have that one. Totally.
0: I had David loves Tammy. net. Ooh, I think man. for our wedding or.com. I forget for like our wedding website back in the day. And I like hand coded that, like made it in Photoshop, spliced it up and Wow. What was the, there was, some, maybe it was Photoshop and you splice it up. And then like, yeah, John and then style. Dr, Dreamweaver, John Morris, Dabney Morris, Dabney, Dabney Morris, sorry. amazing, amazing musician. Uh, well, more like a composer now at this point. And he, he is also an amazing web designer who built my first websites. Anyways. All right. So how can we go moving back? Kind of, kind of backtracking, not backtracking, but getting back on topic here. How can, how can you attract the ideal top client. Rich, what do you think?
1: The way you can attract, putting you on the spot here. No, no. I mean the way you can attract number one, if if we're talking about personality, your brand needs to bleed your personality. Your work needs to bleed your style of work. People are going to book what they see and who you are. So you're in like personally, I'm just going to talk from personal experience. People book me because they want to have fun. But I'm a lot like more focused on my wedding. At, at Coleman Shots is like a very professional version of this personality. But if you look at the stories, you still get to meet stupid Rich. You still get a picture of my face that my friend Ryan took. Like you still get me, but it's a lot tamer and more pointed version of me. And my personal Instagram at the Rich Coleman, it's just like who you are is what you get. And what I do personally is I only follow myself. So when you go to Coleman Shots and look at that Instagram, it only follows the Rich Coleman. So that way it's not a far leap for people to get me. Because I want people when they book me to see my pictures so they get a very professional experience when they look through my work. But also they get the silly fun guy experience when they're looking at my work too. So that's how I, because here's the thing, David, every bride, every client is not for me. There are people that that is annoying and they hate that. And I would much rather them not even make the point of contacting me or emailing because I put myself out there in a way to where that's me. You can either like me and book me or just like move on. There are plenty of great photographers out there. People can book Mm. David. They can book Rich. They can book all these other photographers. But they can only get the experience of working with me with me so I'm just trying to sell that experience right out the gate. I want them to know what they're mm. getting right out the gate.
0: I think that's great. I think
1: one of the things that I, th- I think we
0: should talk about is not ideal clients. What mm. are the bad clients. Because mm. it kind of puts it into context a little teeny bit. Like when you get to the point where your brand is established, where you've built a portfolio, and you know what type of photos that you want you want to have um and you develop a consistent style to reflect that brand which by the way a great way to do that is to um download some presets which maybe we'll give away some presets here um soon as well we we need to we're we're gonna we're gonna get that all all right up but here's here's what we'll do we will um well i'll say this using presets especially if you customize them to your liking you can develop a very consistent style Okay, you could have the same editing uh, technique or vibe on all of your photos by using presets.
1: Here, here's what um, we we'll do. I, I just had a brain idea, and I just messaged our team. We're going to give away that tripod in a little bit for somebody that shared, and anybody else that shares, somebody else, not anybody else, one other person that also shares, uh, we'll give two free months to the photo mentorship, and we'll give you ten credits for
0: presets. 10, 10, 10 preset credits. That's awesome because what each credit you can trade in for a pack of presets. And we have what, 70 packs of presets at this point?
1: 76 right now, David.
0: So presets are, um, presets are essentially one click editing recipes that you can use to transform your photos from blah to amazing or pretty good to really, really good. And when you use presets, not only can you edit fast, but if you use a similar preset, on a bunch of photos, what it will do is it will edit your photos in a similar style and it can create a consistent vibe. I and if you, you know, kind of proven that this vibe is good and it attracts ideal clients, well then you could keep on using that consistent vibe or feeling for your images and create a consistent brand or style. Cause a lot of people ask like, how do I come up with my style?
1: It's well, you know,
0: shooting. It- yeah, it's a work in progress, you know, like and and also a style can evolve and develop and become more mature over time. But some examples of uh, of style could be figuring out what kind of lighting you like, whether it's backlighting or whether it's you know soft front lighting. um and then trying to find an editing technique that complements that style of shooting that you use and the combination of shooting and lighting. and editing mesh together kind of creates the feeling and the vibe of the image. And so if you figure out how to shoot consistently and then edit consistently, which you can use with presets really easy, they're kind of a cheat to get there fast. Um, then you can develop a consistent style. And when you, uh, find your style, hopefully that gets you to, towards attracting those right clients. Anyways, what we're going to do is we're going to give away two months free of the photo mentorship to one of you guys who, um, Who also shared this link. So not only are we going to give away that tripod, but we'll give away that too. I know
1: the people listening like it wouldn't be as like sexy, but like we we should be able to demo that too, just because it's so fun to watch. Um, And I will say, as somebody who personally works on the presets, like as creative director, that's part of my job. uh, Work making presets that are timeless has been like a pain in the butt, but like also very rewarding. Like it's really easy to like throw a film grade on everything. And it's really cool this month, but next year when you look at your photos, it's like, oh, I wish I had just edited those a little bit more clean. So coming up with presets that are timeless has been a heck of an ordeal, but like we've, we've really got a great system down, and uh, we're always coming out with new content for the Photo Mentorship people, which is super fun.
0: The Photo Mentorship. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll share that real quick, because one of you guys are about to win that. Um, actually this is, uh, this is not, this is not the photo mentorship. This is Ryan and rage.com. They have amazing photos, the, the, some, some of our good friends. All right. So on the homepage of the photo mentorship, when you log in at dot you kind of see some of our recent courses, learning tracks, et cetera. We're going to give away, you guys, we're going to give away access to this, by the way, um, and you can always click this, ask, ask an expert button up here and ask, uh, you know, questions and get expert answers over here on the left. You have the presets club and in the presets club. You can see all of the difference. We have 72 plus five. So we have 72 presets and five Photoshop overlays. Um, so that's a total of, let's say carry the two 77 mm-hmm. uh, different packs. So these credits up here, it says 19 on this demo account. You can trade in these credits for a preset pack. Now we have the and me collection. Which is 10 different yeah, presets. Each each preset pack comes with 10. So, what you guys are going to get, each pack comes with 10 presets. And then, one of you guys who wins the two months free of the photo mentorship today is going to win 10 credits. And you can, that which means you can get 10 of these packs of presets and you can trade for whichever ones you want. So, that's the photo mentorship and the preset club in a nutshell. By the way, if you ever wanted to see how many courses and stuff we have under courses, Members of the mentorship get to stream unlimited access to all of our courses. So if you want to watch the landscape course, if you want to watch the advanced compositing course, the studio lighting courses, the waterfalls course, the wildlife photography course, it's all there. So, so one of the guys is going to win.
1: in that. a quick nutshell, we're giving away presets, but even cooler than that, uh, David has classes like master your camera, editing zero to 100 billion miles an hour. I mean, he's got, there's, there's over 20 courses and counting, and... It's like Netflix for photography training and tutorials where we're always mm-hmm. dropping new content. And like this is a lie. We consider this a live. But I'm going live Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm going live three more days this week. Um, and yeah. everybody gets their own show. Like I have my own show that's super inappropriate and funny. Um, and David has his serious Lightroom and lunch with David where he eats a crumpet. I'm just kidding. I'm making fun of your name. Just Lightroom with David. And uh, it's super fun. We have Basics with Brandon, where Brandon takes something that seems really hard. Like, here's a picture of uh, of a firework. It seems really difficult, and he makes it so basic that anybody can understand it. And we have Edit with Emily, who is our amazing retoucher. I don't retouch anymore. I just get Emily to do it, because I comparatively suck at Photoshop, and I've been in Photoshop for like... 15 years. So it's really cool how everybody kind of has their own niche within the company. And that's what the photo mentorship is. So yeah. somebody that's winning those one click presets is also going to get access to all these courses and learn pretty much anything in photography that you'd want to learn at your own pace over yeah. the shoulder.
0: So we're going to give away a tripod. And we're going to give away two months free to the photo mentorship at the end of this podcast, live recording. Sweet. Hey, I think I think we should talk about some some nightmare clients. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Or the clients that, that you don't want to attract and kind of some examples of why you'd want to attract them.
1: Um right. or not.
0: You have something you have Well, why you'd want to attract the ideal clients and not the nightmare clients.
1: So here's right. here's let me paint a picture. You show up and just take it. Paint by color, shoot. or is this Bob Ross? Bob Ross, little happy trees. Uh, okay. so you show up Sweet. to do a shoot, and based upon 600 emails that you've already had with this person, you don't like them ha! and they don't like you. You show up and you're trying to do the best job you can, but no matter what you say, they're kind of scrawling at you. No matter what you do, they seem unhappy and you know, in the pit of your stomach, there are, there is no way, even if I take the best photo this person has ever had of themselves, they are not going to like it. So number one, There's a a trade of goods and services happening and the person is not going to be happy. That is a nightmare situation because there is no winning in that situation. You can take the best photos you've ever taken and because this person does not like you or has already started an argument with you before the shoot, there is going to be no good resolution. There's going to be no good outcome. So when me and David talk about And a headache client, we'll call them that to be nice in PG, a headache client sucks. It sucks for you. And the way I talk to people, I've had friends shoot me whole weddings before saying, this person is not happy. What did I do wrong? I look at the gallery and I say, those pictures are perfect. They're just an idiot. Like they're just mad at this point. And Mm -hmm. there's no good outcome that can happen from that except having not ever booked that client. And I know that was like a big Rich Coleman circle loop. Mm-hmm. But the best thing you can do when you're booking a client is book one that's going to pay you top dollar and trust you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to set up this system of warning flags the more you do it to where you're like, ooh, I don't like that question. That, that's putting up a red flag on my radar. And you either need to figure out how to diffuse the situation or let go of the situation if you're legally, I've been like on the final emails of a flat four or $5,000 contract. And I can tell that the red flags are starting to pop up. And I say, you know what, this isn't going to work. You need to have the, the gall to be able to say that because go go ahead, David, I I can think of a, a story. I'm just trying not to like give away the farm yeah i've
0: got a couple i've got a couple here um well first of all so kirsten kirsten eaton i i won't i won't read this out loud but she said we call them priority a for priority (laughs) a-holes i was like that's awesome um anyways uh (laughs) pain where the sun don't shine says carol that's right um yeah priority a clients that's funny i like that that is um Really, it's like priority Z if you really think about it. But uh, so I've had there's several times where I've where i like high maintenance clients. Here's kind of like some kickers. Like in the beginning, if they're super high maintenance and like distrusting from starting out, if they're like coming out of the you're meeting them at you know over the phone via Zoom at Starbucks at your studio depending on your situation, and they are they're like asking all these questions and they're really worried. If they're really worried and and you're talking about And they're asking for discounts and all these different things now we're talking about once you're established by the way it's different when you're starting out because sometimes when you're starting out you need to just you need to just um you know book the gigs you can get the experience you can build up that portfolio and start making some money i get that i've been there okay but once you're established as a photographer, once you've, you know, are making some good part-time or full-time money, that's when you really want to start honing it in and prioritizing and getting the type of clients that you actually really want, okay? I can think of some clients where it was really good money, and yet they were a pain in super high maintenance. There was a bride. Priority A. Richard, I think you're, yeah, there was a bride that was kind of priority A, and it was like, I'm not going to say any names or anything like that. Um, it was one of those things where at the time, I think it was the most money we would ever spent at a wedding or sorry, we were getting paid at a wedding for, to shoot a wedding. And we were like, yeah, we should definitely do it because they're booking our top package. It was like eight grand or something at the time. This is a long time ago, like eight or nine years ago. And, um, and they were just like right out of the gate, like just super needy and super like high maintenance. And when we're meeting with them, the mother, the bride was coming. And it was like, they were trying to use us as like a mediator to be like, well, I really think that so-and-so we'll call her Sally and we'll call the mom Martha. These are totally fictitious names. Martha was like, kind of like pulling me to the side, like, Hey, can you convince her to like do this thing? Like at the wedding have like yellow roses or something. I'm like, uh, you know, Uh, you know, it's like, they're trying to like use me, there's like family drama and they're trying to like use me and my wife to like influence the other side. And it was like this fight back and forth between (laughs) the mother of the bride and the bride, like the whole planning experience on the engagement shoot, the wedding, and then doing the wedding album was like a nightmare. Cause it's like the mom is like paying for it and she wants a specific thing and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then like the, the bride, the bride was like just nitpicking so much stuff before. And she, she had not like, not like good ideas for the engagement shooter for the wedding. She had like a shot list of like 400, knickknacks that she needed pictures with at the wedding. Like I need these, sh- I need a picture holding up these shoes. I need to hold up a photo, holding up this pen. And it's not like a couple of special things like, Hey, this is like my Full father Pinterest gave this Like it was, it was like, she had a Pinterest board of 400 things and she needed a, a killer photo of each of these things. And we're not talking about some like Instagram influencer. influencer. We're talking about just, just a lady. You, you should know, have, like, you
1: should've hired <laughs> you should have hired me just to handle all that Pinteresty stuff,
0: oh my gosh. Well, this is a long time ago. And it was one of those things where it was just there were so many high maintenance things about it that we I just remember thinking, like, this is not worth the money. Like this is not worth because we we booked it because we're like we we like knew from the start like, oh, I don't really know. Like I went against my gut and we booked the wedding and the whole gig, even though, we kind of felt like we did not jive with these people. Like they were super high maintenance. And let me tell you, it it turned into a couple years of back and forth drama to try to fulfill the what the album and all sorts of stuff. And man, it just like, it just was not worth it. You think about the emotional drain that those people have on you. And I'm I'm also like taming down the story. There was a bunch of other things that were just like awkward and unpleasant, and all that jazz. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. You You contrast that with just like the wonderful people that are like, we trust you and they go and they're smiling and they're happy and their weddings are outside and they're beautiful. Uh, by the way, this was a wedding that was in a dark and energy church. And then the reception was like, I mean, it was pretty, they spent money on stuff, but it was just like different vibe than what we'd want. We were like these bright airy, ethereal, um, happy, you know, green, lively events, and this was just like somber, and it was like we're checking off boxes. That, that's what it felt like. It felt like we're ch- we've already been living with each other for five years. We have a couple kids, and we're checking off the wedding box. It was it was just it was different than like the excitement of like starting someone's life together. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just I'm just saying that. The the feeling was just very different than, than the clients that just gladly pay us what we're asking without haggling and trust us. And the reason they're hiring us is because they want photos for them like the photos they see on our website. That was the other big alarm is that she was hiring us. I don't remember why. Um, I don't remember where the referral came from. If it was like wedding wire or some kind of place like that, I think it was, I think it was some kind of cold lead place like that to where yeah, it was red, like red flag number two, <laughs> right? Like when, when a referral comes from like someone that, you know, that you've already shot and they're like, our photos are amazing. And they've seen those photos and they inherently trust you more because you've come from a referral. If you're coming straight from some kind of like source, like Google or wedding wire or something, that's cool that you're getting the lead, but they don't have that inherent trust because they don't have a relationship with anyone that's referring you to them. Okay. So when, when we're photographing this bride, what did I call her? Sally as like a fictitious name. Um, she's asking us to shoot all these types of photos that we don't typically shoot. She doesn't want the bright and airy photos that, that so many of our clients loved. She's wanting these other style photos, which is, OK, but it was another red flag, you know, and so it just continued to be this like fight, this friction back and forth, not like we're fighting, but just just friction, which is unhealthy. And then the mother-in-law drama or the mother of the bride drama
1: the whole time was like, anyways, do you have any do you have any nightmare stories? Yeah. So here's what I do when I sit down at a table. One of my superpowers when I'm at a client bride bride meeting, which is because we're talking weddings. And that's how I made my mortgage for twelve years. Uh, When I'm sitting with the bride, I can tell in the first minute who's in charge, whether that's the bride, the mom, the husband, or the best friend, maid of honor. I can tell who's in charge, and I zero in on them, and then I try to, like, try to feel it from the bride's perspective. I've been at a meeting where I looked right at mom and I said, "Mom, that sounds great, but I don't care who's paying me. I work for the bride." And that's been a deal breaker for a lot of clients. But the bride typically loves that empowerment that I just gave them to where, you know what? Rich is right. What I want at this wedding, it does matter. I know mom is paying for everything, but this is my wedding. I've been thinking about it since I was four. So I've diffused a lot of bad clients and situations right there because right then mom knows Rich doesn't care who's writing the check. Rich cares about my daughter and that makes them like Mm -hmm. me even though I might be making them realize that. But yeah, I've had all kinds of... When you shoot as many weddings as I have, the crazies sneak in. And a lot of yeah, time... they do. What, what I'm doing is I'm dismissing fantasy. So a lot of times when I am dealing with an awful client, I'm letting them know that their timeline... You can't shoot a family of 100 people in five minutes and all the family sub-variants. Like... No matter how good I am, I can't I don't have a time machine and I cannot stop sunset. Most of my weddings are outside and light and airy, so I don't have the the blessing of having good lighting for receptions inside. So Yeah, they they sneak in and they can be awful and just know that even though they paid your, you know, a lot of money that month or that week, As somebody who's been on the other side before it and after it, it is totally not worth it because it takes so much from you emotionally. When you have your name on a business and you're giving somebody a piece of you with your art, it weighs heavy on you that you're delivering because that's what I care about. I want to make sure she's happy. I want to make sure she gets good pictures. Now, you can control the good pictures part, but like we said last week, you can take somebody who's uncomfortable, get them comfortable, give them a good time having their pictures taken. And because they had a good time at the photo shoot, all of their memories of their photos are them having a good time with David or a good time with Rich or a good time with Linda or a good time with whoever. So even though the picture might not technically be great, they're going to love that picture because they remember what it felt like in that moment. So when you're right. dealing with somebody who's unhappy, number one, I'll tell you this, having been on both sides, it sucks when you think about that person, the bad client. It sucks when you – Oh, Sally. Yeah. It sucks when you think about Kind of Sally's situation. They have, they have to deal with themselves all the time. Mm. They're always – they're always – living with themselves. And my wife told me that once in like a moment of like sadness. She was like, Rich, every time you think of her, you get moody and mean and you're sad. She said, imagine how depressed she is living with herself all the time and how Mm -hmm. her family must feel. And I'm like, it kind of put it in perspective for me. And I guess that's what I'm trying to give you here is the perspective of having been through it. And that's what the photo mentorship that me and David talk about is. It's you learning from my mistakes so you don't have to make them. It's from it's you getting to be a great photographer without all the heartache and 10 years in between. Like you can be, you know, Mm -hmm. you can be okay to good or good to great really quick with the classes and things we have to teach you. And that's what this platform our podcast is for It's to be wide encompassing teaching you from my mistakes. Because David, how many tears were in your first years of business, man, or mistakes?
0: Tears and years of mistakes. Yeah. Lots, lots of stuff. Um, um yeah. So we've had those nightmare clients that are like, uh, you know, here I am probably a decade later after that shoot that I was talking about. And I'm still thinking, like, you know, every now and then I'm still like, oh, you know. But but then there's the con you contrast that with the clients that were just so amazing and so wonderful. And like every time I think about um you know, some of our clients, I just, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, those are they're just such wonderful people. Like, and we see them, we're like, give them big hugs. We're like, Oh, you know, or we see their, their photos popping up our timeline. And we shot that wedding like 10 years ago. Like, that's amazing. You know? Um, so one other thing I want to bring up, like we've been talking about brides and weddings a whole lot. Like, yes, it is possible to have a nightmare bride, um, or mother, of the bride or just experience client in general for weddings. That's like really easy.
1: That's one of the more biggest, family, I have way more family drama stories that I could tell like family portraits. Yeah. Do you oh know gosh, what's worse than a three-year-old but, at a family shoot? What? A dad who doesn't want to be there. Ooh. Yeah. For yeah. some reason I'll take, I'll take, I'll take twin three-year-olds over a dad who's acting like a three-year-old. Hmm. And yep. that's profound and deep. And I guarantee you, you're thinking of a family shoot where you're like, that guy was such a jerk. I had a shoot yeah. like that Thursday night yep. where the dad was just awful.
0: Mm. It was you <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. Rich shot some new family photos for us. My wife is, my, my wife literally still has not like had a chance. It's been father's day weekend. So we haven't had a chance, but she was going to like go through the photos. So I'm excited. We saw like a couple of them and they're like amazing. So I'm really excited about that to come. Someone else asked about that. Um, yeah, I was the dad there. So I was I was the dad that that had the bad attitude. Just kidding, I had a good attitude. Those were amazing. It was so easy. Every time we shoot with you, it's just so easy. Like literally, Tam and I were talking about we're like, our our two photo shoots with you have been just so easy. Like I, I don't I don't know what no it pressure. is. Um no, but it's it's been <laughs> awesome. So when we we've been talking about brides a lot in here, we've been talking about weddings or nightmare clients for weddings, but can you have nightmare clients for other types of photo shoots? Yes. So whether it's family photo, photo shoots, newborns, you know, pet photography, I think, uh, Kirsten was talking about, uh, pet photography, um, commercial, you know, headshots, uh, real estate shoots. You can have a nightmare client in any of those places, you know? And so there's that tension, of course, when, between when you need that money and you need the portfolio and you're just trying to get started, like I get that. And and you might not be able to know or pick up on the signals early on. But once you get established, you want to really uh, build that portfolio to attract the wonderful types of clients that you'd like to continue to work with. I can think of um, many different bands and record labels and even art directors that I've worked with over the years where they were just such a delight. Like there there was an art director named Dana. Who I just absolutely love, and we worked together on, gosh, it must have been like twenty or thirty shoots. You were probably like she, she did the art direction for like Mercy me, her. Hawk yeah. Nelson. Yeah, yeah, she's she's such a sweetheart. Um, and I just I loved working with them and that record label. And it was just like every time she was like, David, I have a shoot. I'm like, yes. Like I didn't even tell you the budget. I'm like, yes. I just love working with you. It doesn't doesn't matter. Y'all are just wonderful. Um. And then there was other art directors named, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to, there's some <laughs> other art directors like for some other record labels that were, you know, some, even some big mainstream record labels. Like I'm not going to say which, um, that were just kind of a pain in the, they were priority a clients, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, I love that. Um, I want to keep that forever now for real. Priority a, thank you. Appreciate that. <clears throat> um, they, they were just annoying. Like even if I was photographing a cool band, it was like the art director wanted to impose some kind of like. You know, some kind of will that was taking things in a direction that like everyone like the band and the manager and me as the photographer we're all like, uh, you know, and it's anyways, funny how one person you're, can you're, rock the
1: boat. Yeah, isn't that
0: crazy? Um
1: and that's for issue. Yeah, that, that that's the dad, that's the bride's mom, that's the you know, you're shooting this newborn picture, but the mom's being micromanagey. Or you're taking pet photography pictures, but the the trainer isn't if they don't have the vision that because you've casted it correctly, one person can rock the boat to where it ruins the cruise. You know what I mean? And that's a good way to look mm-hmm. at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and and to your point earlier, it's possible like to book a family shoot where you're talking with the mother and it's just like this, she's like a delight. She's a wonderful human being and she's paired with a grumpy husband. You know what I mean? And, and you don't know about that until you show up on the shoot. And so there's, you know, it's kind of like, what to do in those types of situations to
1: def- I make fun of the, I make fun of that guy hard. I go so hard do at you? that guy. I'm like, "Oh, do look. You? I'm like, "Oh, look, he's acting worse than your newborn. He must really not want to be here." And they're like, "That's hilarious. He totally" I was like, "Oh, I can tell. I do this all the time." I just wish he would to. How does it play that. out for
0: you? <laughs> oh, I mean, he can,
1: he can get A lot of times they get embarrassed and they start behaving. But I don't care. I'm never going to really? see these people again. But, like, it's really funny how the whole group will laugh with you. You're me. also
0: not going to get a referral from that dad. Yeah. But, you know.
1: I don't want the referral from that family. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. That's a good point.
0: Um, I've never been that, well, I don't know. It just depends. Usually with clients, I'm not, I'm not like that blatant, but you're oh, a little man, bit brave. I, I,
1: when a mom tells me what to do at a wedding, I'm usually like, okay, I have a shot list that I've talked to and communicate with the bride about, but I'll take all your bad photos later. Like, that's something I've said. Like in the moment oh, and it gets the whole, everybody laughs because everybody's annoyed. If you're annoyed at that person, everybody else is annoyed at that person too. And I don't have to go to Thanksgiving dinner with them.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit more like Switzerland and that stuff. I don't, I try not to offend people that easily, but, but I can see how in that context it makes sense. I've gotten really short with people for sure. Um, but that's like, that's pretty brave. So you could either lean more towards rich. Hey, do you lean, do you lean more towards being super blunt, like wrench or slightly dialed back? Like I am, let me know pretty in the comments. Bad. It's pretty fun. What's that? Super bad. bad. Like pretty super blunt. short, like Tammy or, b- <laughs> um, that's right. She has a lot of grace though. Short. She might be short in height, but she's not short in temper. So that's really good. She's, she's the same. Well, that's what I meant. I was going she's there saint. with it. She's married to you. She's got to be. Oh, she's got to be so patient. You crack me up, Rich. Truly a pogue. Um, Ooh, love that. Rough,
1: rough, yep. rough
0: comment there. <laughs> yep. Dialed back. Linda's saying she's a little bit dialed back. Chantelle is saying she's a little bit dialed back. Thanks for telling her about that. Um, they think you're. They think you're funny, Rich. That's that's. I, I love that you can say that to people.
1: Well, like, and sometimes I, I'll use it as humor. Like sometimes I'll make it really funny to where it's like they can't be mad at me. Like I'm not like screw you and I hate you. I'm like oh, you don't want to be here like your little crying baby. Ha, ha, ha. And they're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. and like sometimes I'm making them realize how immature they're being. I mean, I've taken pictures oh. where like the dad's like, he's like, take one picture and we're done. And then I'll usually just like console the wife. I'm like, you know what? We're going to get great pictures of just the kids. And then just a couple pictures of you and your kids for after the divorce. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say that? Uh, s- depends on depends on the mood and how rambunctious I am.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so, dude, that is so funny.
1: I'm gonna get some pictures of just you and the
0: kids for after the divorce. Yeah, boom. So funny. Oh
1: man. And that's, or I'll say something sorry, like, "Don't worry, your uh, your second husband's gonna be great. You're you're super pretty. Don't worry." <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's so funny and inappropriate and awesome at the same time. And Rich Coleman I just all like, wrapped into one bottle. Oh man, oh man. Well, hey, we need to give away two months free of the photo mentorship. And we also need to give away a free tripod, right? Let's do so, it. Let's do it. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Thanks so much for tuning in today. By the way, the photo mentorship is our amazing membership community where you can stream unlimited access to all of our photography courses. And, um, and you can also stream, um, unlimited limited access to all of our tutorials and you can get access to all of our different one click editing presets and uh, we have a ton of them. So whether or not you want the Aryan Fresh collection, the Paradise Landscape collection, you got Rich's favorite portrait
1: presets, you can get access to all those things as well. And so that's the that's what most the more importantly, is. getting questions answered, like by somebody who knows how to answer that question. Getting
0: questions answered. And we do live trainings three or four times a week. So Correct. we do we do tech talk with rich edit with emily lightroom with david we do our photography boot camp so this month we've been covering wedding photography so if you're interested in that check out the photomentorship.com one of you guys is about to win.com one of you guys is about to win two months free of the photo mentorship all right um so uh bum, bum. we got this you got this we, we do see, I guess. Okay. what do you want to give away first Wait, wait, what was... Okay, we're going to give away two months free of the photo mentorship. Are right, you ready? You got our sound
1: effects? I'm ready, waiting. I, I mean, I pushed it. It works, this works. So Unbelievable. Great. Unbelievable. Oh,
0: this is so anticlimactic. It's because I won't okay, pay for apps. Okay, we'll just drum up. It's because I won't pay for apps. Two months free. Just pay the dollar, dude. Two months free of the photo mentorship and 10 bonus credits so you can get free preset packs. What, what? Goes to... Sarah Spence. It's a good cadence to she that. She held you in suspense. Sarah Spence? Ooh. Yeah. Sincerely. Ooh. Hope you yeah, sincerely I like, it. like
1: it. Sarah, yeah. welcome that to way, TPM. You can,
0: have, you can have TPM at no expense to you. For two months. There boom,
1: we go. Boom, yeah. For two whole months. Two months. You know what? The best. That's probably the um, best thing because she gets to see me live again this week. So she's probably feeling great. Mm hmm. Alive and well, that's right
0: <laughs> tripod okay, so ten credits ten ten bonus credits free for you, Sarah, so you can Sarah. download you can download any of these right here, uh, any of these preset packs, ten of them in fact, we have a ton of them, so whether you want the stunning food collection, etc you know because um, once you do that, you can go to this page and you can look at the different collection. It's pretty amazing
1: it's. Quite cool,
0: donut. If you do not know how to use presets, we'll teach you how to use them. You know what I mean? Bum. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: Murphy's law. Yeah. Anything, anything, anything that can happen. Yeah, with
0: yeah. Me. I mean, if if it if it can't if if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Is that what it is? Me hey, all, you want
1: Give to me mall announce- tripods. <laughs> I want a Yeah, I want some mom. All. <laughs> uh, all right, you can. And you the can winner, have, the of winner a tripod of a
0: is tripod.
1: And we'll send you from B&H. Is Ma Murphy or Linda Murphy? That's what it's... I have both of those in parentheses on my screen here. So I think Linda Murphy is correct.
0: She goes by Ma. I know. I've seen Ma a bunch. Okay. She's awesome. All right. Congrats, Ma. Ma. Let me know how you feel like
1: about that tripod. I hope you love it. I love mine. If you have any questions, ask an expert and I'll tell you all about it. Yep,
0: that's awesome. Hey, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Your Photography Mentor Podcast, the Your Photography Mentor Podcast. I'm your co-host, David Molnar, and there's Rich Cullen over here. I love Hope you. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. And if you're in the photo mentorship, we will see you live on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Because Wednesday is Wedding Photography Boot Camp Week four, fourth and final week of the Wedding Photography Boot Camp. Thursday is Tech Talk with Rich. Hello. What? And Friday is Edit with Emily, always at 11 a.m. Central Time, noon Eastern Time. We'll see you there. You guys rock. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next week. I love you. listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com.
1: This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com.